everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Doug Kirstead. Let's go. Hey, friends. How we doing? Doug, did I say your name right? You did. Oh, yes. All right, Doug. So we are on staff together. We know each other decently well, yeah. but not super well. I want to know, how old were you when you came to know the Lord, and how did that go down? I was 22. Um, I was at um, in Nacogdoches, Texas, and at an event called Finish Strong. A friend of ours that's now actually on staff. JD. JD, yep. Yes. He put on an event um, and just got to hear the gospel for the first time from his dad, uh, just his story and his testimony, and um, just heard something different about the way he uh, shared his faith and he was excited to go to heaven um, just given the circumstances. So yeah, super cool. So cool. What a small world. Mm -hmm. Were y'all friends in college? Not at all. Okay. Yeah. And your wife, when did y'all meet? Um, Met, let's see, 2016, 2017 at the porch. Um, So we were both serving at launch, RIP. Yeah, Um, that was the weekend retreat for the porch, right? mm -hmm, Exactly, yeah. Okay, and you graduated with a degree in kinesiology. Okay, so my wait, degree was in what? exercise science. I was going to go to PT school, had everything lined out, and then did not did not enjoy that at all, and so took a hard left and uh, went to Parks and Rec for like seven or eight years, and then um, after I got married. Uh, work-life balance wasn't what I thought it would be, so I uh, did a total shift and started grad school, and then a position on the finance team opened up, and I raised my hand and said, hey, I think I might be decent at this, so um, yeah. What a journey. Yeah. Background, it, yeah. Background in kinesiology and parks and rec, mm-hmm. and then to grad school for finance. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. All right. So that's fitting. Actually, because today we are in Second Corinthians nine, mm-hmm. and I believe specifically you talked about it in your Devo a little bit, but we wanted to focus on verses six through nine. Yes, you want to read them for us? Uh, sure. Uh, the point is this: whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Awesome. And so you had, as we were getting ready for this episode, when it comes to those three verses, or four verses, you had a specific story in mind that helped you understand these principles a little bit more clearly. You want to share it? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I think um, coming on staff, one of my roles is to um, kind of organize donations or gifts to the church, um, physical checks or contributions or uh, cash. And um, we had an individual that had called multiple times asking if we had received a gift that he had given. And um, the gift was not a large amount. It was it was five dollars. And um, he had called multiple times on multiple different weeks, asking, "Hey, have you received the gift?" And um, in my mind, it was kind of just something that I never thought that someone would call and ask if uh, it was five bucks. It was five dollars that he had given, and so I'd never thought like, 
you know, why, why would somebody call and ask about $5? $5 is a cup of coffee these days. Like, um, this, this is if not, even. if, yeah, exactly. And so that's not really, you know, um, moving the needle forward, if you will, um, from my eyes, um, as I just look at a lot of donations from a lot of different people. But that taught me about, I think, the reason why he called and just hearing his voice and saying, hey, Thank you for what you do. Really appreciate how you steward our gifts. And um, you know, did you did you get the gift that I had given? And so, um, just kind of learned through that of um, regardless of the amount, um, it's not the amount at all that that what, what we're called to. It's the the heart behind of the cheerful giver is kind of what I learned. Yeah, because for this guy, that was a big deal for him. It was a huge deal. Which is like sobering to think about what his financial state and even like state of living must have been for $5 to feel like a really generous gift or to be a really generous gift for him is sobering mm-hmm. because I, I think we often fall into this trap of believing, oh, if I have more money, then I will be able to give yeah. more generously. Absolutely. But that's not always, mm. doesn't always make it easier. Mm. There's always more things to buy for ourselves. Yeah. So Doug, when you look at this chapter, Second Corinthians 9, how do you personally live differently because of what you read in it? Yeah, as I was reading, I think a couple of things stood out. And I think one of the things I, I had read um, in in commentary uh, that I really liked was to be generous has more to do with the attitude and giving rather than the amount. And so for someone like myself who's very process-oriented and uh, loves to have a task or something in place, you know, my giving is set just kind of automatically. And so I think it challenged me to be uh, open to what the Lord has in front of me of if there's a need or if there's a community group, am, am I willing to give over and above what I've set aside? Or, you know, why truly asking the question of why am I giving rather than like set on uh, what the Old Testament talks about with the 10%, 10%. Um, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of the metric or the bar of what most people, including myself, of like, hey, 10% and that's enough. But am I truly asking myself like, what is that 10% going to? Like, why am I giving that 10%? And just asking more of the, the hard questions rather than just, here's a dollar, it's going this place, you know, it's kind of like, Sure. Not a thought, um, just kind of giving to the next spot. And then another thing I really loved uh, that I read in this commentary was, when God gives grace, he does not reluctantly open a little finger and maintain a clenched fist full of gifts. He said, I would tell you that God's hands are nail-pierced hands, and they're wide open. Uh, The fountain of grace is always pouring itself out with no limitation on heaven. Uh, on heaven's side at all. And so Mm. I think just like a picture of like, God gave everything for us. um, And in return, he's asking us to do similar um, with him of just uh, the resources we've been given because they aren't our resources, they're his resources that we're here to steward. And so um, I think those two reminders were really, really key, something I learned. That's strong. So if you were going to give, as we wrap up, if you were going to give our listeners one or two questions to think through just to evaluate, hey, how am I doing when it comes to giving generously and my attitude regarding money in the church, what would be some good checkpoint questions to think through? Yeah, great question. I think the first one would be, you know, are you using your resources, I guess, to the fullest? And I guess why I would ask that question is, I think a lot of people budget giving or think about giving uh, as the kind of the end of the month type deal or the last thing they would do. But uh, I would just ask like, maybe starting with that. And, mm. and I think starting simply and simply start 
is something if you're not giving, like I would just encourage to do that, whether it be money that you have or resources or whether it be time too. I think sure. I think people underestimate um, the value of what they have and their background and what they're good at. Um, and just giving up of their time is, is sometimes even more helpful than giving of resources. So I think just asking why on a lot of standpoints is such a simple question, but like, why are you giving what you're giving? It's good. That's a good thing to think through, Doug. Thank yeah. you for being here. Glad to have you. And uh, as we wrap up, I think just a great reminder for all of us is that on our own, without the Holy Spirit, we don't want to give. But the good news is we're able to to give and prompted to give as the Spirit works in our heart and reveals the areas where we're maybe clenching our fists. I loved that illustration because all the while, whenever we do something that is good or noteworthy or God-honoring, it's not out of our own strength. It's Christ working in and through us. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.